0: Hey, what's going on, my friends? It's Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. We have yet another amazing uh, guest, and uh, we're going to be talking about the same thing that you're probably dealing with in your in your life, in your business right now, trying to start an online business. And in this case, uh, we're going to be talking to a former high school teacher this morning. Jill, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Dave. Nice to be here.
0: Thank you. Great to have you. And so, uh, tell us where you're calling in from.
1: So I'm from Southern Indiana. I'm okay. right, um, pretty much right in the middle of the state if you go down and right on the Ohio River that borders, you know, Indiana-Kentucky line.
0: Okay. So are you used to being a guest on podcast and, no. and, and, and marketing shows? And is this, Not at is, all. Is this normal for you?
1: No, totally out of my wheelhouse. 100%. Sweaty armpits, <laughs> nervous.
0: But I'm here. I have sweaty armpits every day, all day. So I, <laughs> no, you're preaching to the, to the choir with that one. Um, so are you still a high school teacher? When we say former high school teacher, tell us what you did before this and tell us, you know, what led you to finding Legendary?
1: Okay. So I have been a high school science teacher for um, about 20 years. And um, this past school year or so, when August rolled around, we decided I was not going to go back to the classroom. Um, It just is a different creature than it was whenever I went into it, you know, 20 years ago. And we realized that uh, it was kind of taking a toll on on our family. I was putting so much time and energy into it. My family was getting the scraps of me Um, and it was just the stress was too much. So I didn't go back to the classroom. And about this time last year, I had a friend who approached me who was also a former teacher. And she I had taught with her at a different school and she um, started her own online craft business. And she came to me and she said, hey, how about you do virtual assistant work for me? Quit teaching and come be my virtual assistant. Um, and she's like, it'd be part time, but you know, it's something that could get you out of the classroom. And I said, sold. <laughs> And so starting in June, once school was out, I started doing virtual assistant work, but that was only like 10, 15 hours a week is what I was kind of picked up in virtual assistant clients. And so I was looking for something else to bring in some income and something that brought in passive income particular because I was kind of sick of trading time for money. And, um, you know, I saw these side hustle videos, started researching them and affiliate marketing hit my feed probably November or December. I'd never heard of it before. And I watched Kelly Roberts for a while and, um, yes, another teacher saw her journey and I, you know, it resonated with me. And then I decided to dive into the 15 day challenge in early January and here I am.
0: The rest is internet history, right? That's right. They can can see the rest right out there on the internet, right?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Since then. I do have lots of people who come up to me and say, "What are you doing now?" <laughs> because oh, it, it's so out of the ordinary. No one in this area in little small town Indiana,
0: yeah, the clue
1: about what affiliate marketing is right. Um, you know when I started out my Facebook, um, just like my normal Facebook feed, I had about 2,000 friends on Facebook and once I started doing reels and posting about affiliate marketing, I've had one person. Contact me, a former student that says, Hey, I've done affiliate marketing. I've, you know, made some money off of this. Everyone else is just, they have no idea. Never heard of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's it's um people think that uh you know, this is this is this is brand new. This is not even this is not even mainstream, you know. No, not at all. I think I think the world, and you can speak to this, the world is still coming to terms with the fact that their teaching jobs, their medical jobs, their construction jobs, and especially people in the medical field in the school and education field. Those are the hardest working people in society mm-hmm. and it's the most thankless jobs. And mm-hmm. it's difficult. As you said it took a toll yeah. on your family. Yeah. And Yeah, I
1: just I got to the point that I gave so much of myself in the classroom and I mean, I had great evaluations and everything as a teacher. I felt like I was a good teacher, but administration was always asking me to do more and more and more. And my own kids were the ones who didn't get me and, you know, they didn't have time with me. And that just is not what we want as a family. We want to pour into our kids and shape them so they're good human beings you know, when they leave the house.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I think we're really going through a real revolution, but Mm -hmm. it's it's not the type of revolution like we're used to with like musket guns and like (laughs) you know what I mean. Like people are preparing for those kind of revolutions, but yeah, actually, I think a revolution that's happening right in front of our eyes, and a lot of people are missing it. Thankfully, you're you know. I think, I think, and I heard Jeff Bezos say this in an interview, he said, I don't really have anxiety because when a situation comes up that needs attention, I typically try to act on it right away. Even if I just fire off the first email, make the first call, just take the first step of action mm-hmm. because I'm doing something about it. I don't really have anxiety about it. I have Mm -hmm. anxiety when I sit and I know that something needs to be done and I don't do anything about it.
1: Does that resonate with you? 100%. Um, And I'm, you know, we're, our family is a religious family and I can honestly say for several years now, I've been feeling the push that God has wanted me to move on from the classroom, but I was resisting because that was my safety. That was my security. And that's what I knew And I uh, caught myself praying like a week or so ago. And I was like, thank you, Lord, for pushing me to my breaking point last year, which after I said it, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I thank God for making my life horrible (laughs) at that point. But if I hadn't got pushed to that breaking point, I wouldn't have looked for that opportunity that was out there.
0: Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why I think uh, there's been that phrase over the years. And I think whether you're religious or not, you can you can understand this. Be careful what you pray for. Right? <laughs> yes. Be careful what you ask for because the way it's provided for you may mm-hmm. not be the way that you want it to be provided for you. Therefore, we oftentimes miss the message or the opportunity.
1: 100%. Yeah, a very wise woman that we used to go to church with said, Never pray for patience <laughs> because God will put you in situations where you need patience. She's like, Never pray for that, especially with your kids.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And
1: yes. Uh, and on, on the other spin of things, since I have been out of the classroom, I've been able to see all of these blessings that I have been able to have, like the time freedom now. To be able to love on my kids, you know, when they're homesick from school, instead of it being like stressed out, I'm trying to get sub plans together or you just need to suck it up and go, you know, I can take care of them and they can, you know, lay around watch TV for the day or I can take them, my kids to their orthodontist appointments or chiropractor or whatever they have. And I don't have to, you know, ask family members to help or kind of get frowned on because I'm taking a day off work that that's just been amazing.
0: Well, the the I'll tell you what's been a real blessing for my wife and I is to have um ha- to have a business that can generate enough income to be able to hire a nanny mm-hmm. and hire help. You know, there's yeah. a big difference between hired help and asked for help. You know, oh, grandparents sure. want to be grandparents as long as they're not being asked to be grandparents. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that makes sense. That's fair, right? I mean, if Mm -hmm. you think about it, if if you're a grandparent, hey, I don't, I want this to be a kind of my thing, not, Mm -hmm. not a, I'm needed all the time because I still want to be able to enjoy my life. And I'll tell you a great goal for all of us parents, and it was for my wife and I, was get to a point to where we can, can, um, we don't have to rely on anybody. We Mm -hmm. can actually find the, Perfect people to create the perfect situation that we want mm-hmm. versus having to settle. For, as you were talking about, either taking them to a school that I don't like or leaving them with friends and family members that I don't really want <laughs> them to be around all the time either.
1: Let's be honest.
0: You know what yeah. I mean?
1: Yeah. And we were we were blessed with great daycare when our kids were younger. We have a 16 year old, a 13 year old and nine year old now. So we've kind of transitioned out of the little little kid phase and now we're getting into the teen phase. Um, you know, and it's just a different season of life, but you still want that time with your kids and you want yeah. that freedom to be there for them.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, there's nothing like being able to uh, go to your kids extracurricular events. Mm-hmm. You know, go to. It was so. Now, my dad worked construction. My mom growing up, I played a lot of baseball and I, I will tell you that they made time for that. That was more important than anything. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but it's so nice, and it meant so much to me as a child. My childhood wasn 't perfect, but for them to be able to show up to mm-hmm. those events there's nothing like my wife grew up with her mom also being a New Jersey school teacher, oh. so she was partly raised by her grandmother, yeah, who was at home, and they all lived together and and because her mom was always gone, yeah you no know? and and it was yeah. It was hard. It was hard on everybody. And as uh-huh. you said, she's over here teaching and caring for all these other children, but her one only child was at home and hardly saw her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That That's when it really hits home is when you start seeing that your own kids are the ones missing out. And my 16 year old daughter, after you know, I came out of the classroom at the beginning of the school year, um, this year where they're going to school and I'm staying home doing my online stuff, she... Made the comment like I wish this was the mom I would have had all those other years because I'm not stressed out like I was and it's so sad but then it's also a blessing like okay you know moving forward this is this is the mom that you get totally Um, but it does make me sad that I missed out on all that time with them because of I'm not going to say lack of opportunity but it was that sense of this is what I know I spent all these years going to school for this this is what I'm trained for what else am I going to do besides teach when in reality Teachers, especially teachers who have been through the pandemic, have a lot of skills that they don't realize they have that they could be using an online business.
0: Absolutely. And let's talk about this teaching thing that you're realizing now that is coming in pretty handy as you're learning something, doing something and then teaching it. I mean, selling courses, coaching and events
1: Mm-hmm. Ie
0: selling information products. That's our whole philosophy here at Legendary, especially having gone what we just went through with the with the pandemic and everything else, to where supply chains and physical products were really hit hard. A lot of mm-hmm. e-commerce entrepreneurs were no longer able to ship their little uh, you know fidget spinners and sunglasses and teddy bears from China and just drop ship them onto people's doorsteps. No they were slowed down sitting in boats off the pacific ocean while those of us who are selling courses coaching and events Uh which could be which could be instantly delivered no shipping required no manufacturing no assembly acquired yay Mm -hmm. you just pull up if you've got a wi-fi connection you can deliver it or sell it or market it and if you have a wi-fi connection you can actually access the product that's the only thing that's required and so now are you finding the teaching uh, skills and not to mention all the skills that you have developed? I'm just talking about the teaching, the mm-hmm. explaining, the the skills that you developed as a teacher. Those are pretty useful in this, aren't they?
1: Absolutely. And to say one thing about digital products and teaching, I, I don't I can't speak to other states, but at least in Indiana, they don't get us textbooks anymore. (laughs) So teachers are often left with building their own curriculum. They have the standards, but they don't have any resources. And I couldn't tell you how many hundreds of dollars I've spent on a website called Teachers Pay Teachers, buying digital labs, digital lesson plans or whatnot. So like I was familiar with digital products and I've had to do some digital courses over the course of teaching. So this wasn't new to me. And the fact that I taught virtually through a pandemic And going into that pandemic, most teachers that I know didn't know how to do anything virtually. They didn't know how to set up a Google Classroom or to create these activities. So you get scrappy. You have to have grit because there was no one to teach you, but you're expected to do it. So Mm. there's a lot of YouTubing and Googling trying to figure out how do I do this? And that has lended itself to this business, too, because, you know, if you don't know how to do it, you figure it out.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And that is so much of what I think in the, in what we went through and particularly you medical staff and as teachers and so forth, uh, frontline workers, as we call them, um, essential workers. If you're deemed essential, then, you know, the, especially if you're a teacher, they should have doubled your pay right then. But, um, <laughs> unfortunately you have to create no. your own economy in this country yeah, individually. And, and that's mm-hmm. what you're doing. And I respect that. Um, so, uh, but these, these, uh, these skills that you have developed are, are, are really useful and they're really Mm -hmm. useful in entrepreneurship. As you were saying, coming Mm -hmm. up with things, um, being, being creative, just applying some basic critical thinking, some basic Mm -hmm. common sense also. I mean, these are all of the very bare necessities, which are also the most important things in which each one of you already all have. Now you yep. may be a little rusty, little WD-40 up in there. Get that critical think wheel, thinking wheel spinning again, right? As a teacher, what mm-hmm. say you about these the the transition from employee to entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, so that that is one thing that you know you have to be self-motivated if you're going to not have a boss <laughs> and you're going to be your own boss. You got to get out there and make sure that you're willing to do the work. And if you hit a roadblock, you got to figure it out. You can't just sit there and spin your wheel. Um, And I think that that's one thing, like my teaching background, you could have the best lesson plan in the world, but something happens during the day and it's out the window, you know, and I just caught myself saying, Dave
0: Sharp raises (laughs) his hand in the back of the room and the whole damn plan just goes out the window.
1: (laughs) The whole lesson's gone. And so I just said all the time, pivot, you do something else. And as a science teacher for all of those years, I couldn't tell you how many labs, you know, here's how it's supposed to work. And then it doesn't. And you, you just learn from your mistakes. You try to figure out, well, why did it not work? Do it again. And so I think with you know starting an online business, whether it's the virtual assistant stuff that I do or the affiliate marketing, I'm not afraid to get out there and try something and see if it works. And if it doesn't work, then you tweak it and you try again. And you know that kind of comes, I think, from that science teacher background. And just um, knowing that sometimes the best lessons are when you screw up. Cause if you've messed up in a science lab and you've done something, you sometimes will never make that mistake again yeah. um, because of bodily injury. I've hurt myself, you know, minor, minor injuries. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I've, uh, cueing, lost. The
0: be- cueing the breaking bad music right now. You know, that's <laughs>
1: nothing that extreme, but yeah, I've left my market teacher. some schools, some stained ceiling tiles from, from demonstrations and, and things. And you just, you learn and you move forward and it's, yeah. it, that holds true with anything in life. Sure. You got to be, can't be afraid to put yourself out there. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people are afraid to get on video and do a reel. Yeah. And I just look at it. You know, I've made a fool of myself in front of a classroom of a hundred, you know, 120 kids every year, probably since I've been teaching, they think I'm an idiot <laughs> there in front of them every day. So it's like, well, what's, what's the difference making a reel and people thinking I'm an idiot versus being in front of a classroom, of high school th- kids who think I'm stupid. So.
0: Yeah, and and ultimately that's you know it's not really as you as you're alluding to when you're just trying things and saying hey, uh, ooh that stung I won't do that again or I made that mistake in the same respect don't haven't you had some a lot of experiences where you were like you posted a, your first video and you were like waiting for all the the cackles and the trolls to come out <laughs> and just literally people to jump out from the bushes and knock on your door and be like. Ah! look at you and nothing really happened it was just actually okay you know and then yeah have you also had those experiences to the opposite effect where you thought it was going to be really bad but it ended up not hurting as bad as you thought it was going to be or being as painful
1: well, my, my worst critics have been my own teenagers <laughs> because they would be, because coming out of the high school setting, they would come home and they'd say, mom, my friends are watching your videos during class and they're like okay. critiquing them. And so then they come home and say things to me and uh-huh. they'd be like, oh, that one was so cringy or this or that. <laughs> like,
0: oh my you know. And you don't. You're just like I'm on it. It's all good.
1: Hey, you know what? If it's helping make money, if it's helping other people have the life that they want to live, who cares what somebody else thinks?
0: Well, in all these lessons that we teach our kids, they're never comfortable when we're teaching them. I mean, no child ever just pulls right up to the table and goes, "Okay, I'm I'm ready for my daily." life lesson today, mom, you know, yep. you'll say something for 10 months to them and then they'll hear a homeless person. They'll be walking down a random street and hear a homeless person say that. And then they'll run home and say, you won't believe what I learned today. And you'll say, <laughs> oh, I've been saying that for 10 months. But sometimes when you say it, you know, it's like, they don't hear it. Um, but, 100%. It, it, but it lands later, doesn't it?
1: It does. Yeah. And that's what you know, as a parent, I know that I've had other parents come to me and say, will you go say this to them? Because if you're someone other than my parent, you know, their parents saying it or someone other than their coach saying it, they're yeah. going to listen to it more. And that's so, most, so true.
0: Thing, and I think words are important because I'm a big I'm a big verbal guy. I think the language that we use, how we communicate with people, especially our kids. Is so important, tone, energy, etc. But the most important thing is what they see mm-hmm. us doing. And what what I'm thinking about when I'm listening to your story is that they saw you away. They saw you, even wow. your ch- your daughter. I think it was said. I'm. I wish I had this mom mm-hmm. back then. But you know what? All that was good for them to see.
1: Mm-hmm. see you
0: away see you make the transition mm-hmm. see you try something new yep. you th- you don't think that our kids are going to need to try things new in the future folks you know you think that they're not gonna so so a lot of times ha- having them watch us be new try something new be courageous be brave um i'll tell you i i my my dad had open heart surgery last week okay. and that he's recovering from that right now and all positive thoughts, prayers, everything like that is welcome. Bring them on. Okay. Mm-hmm. We need them. Um, but the decision for him to go through with that, to fight for 10 more years with us, just mm-hmm. to have that done. He didn't mm-hmm. have to say anything. I got to see him make the decision to have a really scary thing happen and to walk through that. and, that is the delayed gratification that we have to accept as both Mm -hmm. parents, but also as entrepreneurs. There's a parallel with that as well. And how do you help people to understand that if they want to be entrepreneurs, they're not going to get paid at the end of the week for every hour that they put in. It's going to be a different form of payment. It might be a little bit for a period of time and then all of a sudden a lot or it might okay. steadily grow. But the bottom line is, as we were talking about earlier, it's probably not going to come exactly the way that you want it. And there's gonna be some getting used to this new kind of way to get paid and to delay your mm-hmm. gratification. What's that been like for you? And I guess we'll start there. What's that been like for you to transition, to adapt to the new way to get paid as an entrepreneur?
1: Well, I, you know, my virtual assistant stuff that I do is still hourly. So I have that, you know, as like backup. But anytime I talk to people about the affiliate marketing, um, you know, I tell them it is commission based. So, you know, you can expect you're probably going to start off slow, but you're going to do the work now and that's going to reap you benefits in the future. So I think for me really sitting down and setting goals for myself, like business goals and saying, I'm going to do this income producing activity every day and I'm going to make sure I get it done. And just realizing that with social media, you know, you can post a video now and it may gain traction two weeks from now. You know, when I go in and I check my stats every day and I see, you know, what videos are getting views or getting likes and comments, they're videos that I posted weeks ago. Um, So I think that you have to get out of that mindset that what you're doing right now is going to pay right now or it's going to pay on Friday. Um, You just have to look at it long term and think I am setting the foundation for something that's going to continue to grow in the future as long as I show up and do what I know I need to do.
0: So, um, what, what has, um, what has your, what is your kind of daily kind of day look like? Like, how do you, how do you now, what did it look like before, maybe for a little, little context and Mm -hmm. contrast and what does it look like now? How do you plan and schedule and also set boundaries to ensure that you get your work done?
1: Yeah. So I always try to get my work done before the kids get home so that I can really focus on on them. But typical day for me, we get up in the morning, I make the kids a breakfast we send them off to school. And then I sit down do some Bible study and dig into my work right away. And working from home is fantastic because I can kind of tie in you know household chores, you know start a load of laundry, sit down and do some of my you know business stuff for the day. But I always start off you know get in and look at um, each of the different social media accounts that I have. I'm checking and responding back to messages in my email system um, and making sure that I get all that stuff done. and usually I get all that done in the morning. And if I haven't bulk created videos another day and I need to actually film some content that day, I usually try to do that in the afternoons. Um, But yeah, just making sure that I set goals and get things done is the main thing. And I'm a list person. Um, Mm. If I put it down on paper and I can mark it off, I'm much more likely to get it finished than if it's just something floating around in my head.
0: Okay. I you. Gotcha. So lists are helpful to you. Now, is that an old school, old fashioned piece of paper and yeah. a pen list, or is that a secret special app that you use that helps you stay organized?
1: No, I'm old school. I like the pencil paper and the dopamine hit when you mark it off.
0: <laughs> Me too. I mean, I've got, I've got, uh, you know, I've got, um, I've got
1: Post yeah. the notes, Post the notes everywhere.
0: <laughs> I really do. I mean, I they they just tend to I'm not saying that our, our as a company and it, we don't have different tools that we use to help us and different systems. but I mean um, there's nothing wrong with just keeping things super old school and get, mm-hmm. getting yourself a nice list. If you've got an Apple phone or something, you can always use the notes or the to-do mm-hmm. list thing on there if you want to get fancy. But yeah, the yeah. truth is, is that keeping things as familiar and simple because you are going to be doing mm-hmm. working with some new tools, yeah. funnel builder, et cetera. So if, if you can keep things familiar to remind yourself, hey, this is really this is not any different than the things I've been doing most of my life. It's just a it's just a new set of tools. Mm-hmm. Um, what has it been like for you to did you have a little bit of a head start with your tech experience from being a teacher or, or, or have you found yourself feeling like a newbie as you've been getting used to working with some of the software?
1: So it hasn't been a huge leap. I wouldn't say that I knew a lot about the software from my teaching background. But when I jumped into being a virtual assistant, um, I had to learn things as I went um, with the clients that I have. I'm just opening up front with them. They ask me to do something and I'll say either, yeah, I know how to do it or I'll, I'll tell them, I don't know how to do it, but I will learn. Um, Mm -hmm. so I taught myself how to do website maintenance, you know, over the summer, because I do some web maintenance for some different clients and email campaigns, um, Etsy posting and Pinterest posting. I learned how to, I taught myself how to do all of those things, or I learned how to do those, Mm -hmm. um, along the way. So once I got into the affiliate marketing, I kind of looked at some of the software systems. Like I use ClickFunnels and I was like, Hey, this is, this, this is pretty much the same format for website maintenance that I've had already picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, doing the virtual assistant work. So that hasn't been a huge leap for me. Now, all of the integrating and building the systems and connecting this to that, and that was super techie. And, you know, if I hadn't had the videos to help me through that, I told my husband, I, I don't know that I would have ever had it, had it finished because I probably would have got frustrated and walked away. Um, so the courses from Legendary 100% helped me get that set up because otherwise I probably would have just spun my wheels for a long time.
0: Yeah. And as a teacher, what's that been like to learn at in an unconventional way from an unconventional company? Um, one that is, you know, some universities might scoff at and say, that's not real education.
1: Yeah, I, I think that people need to, to shift their mindset when it comes to education. And, you know, this is coming from a high school teacher. I have preached to my students for years you may not need a college degree. A college degree may not be the best fit for you. And what we tell our own children is, unless you know what you wanna do requires a college degree, that may not be the best route to take on a bunch of debt and spend all of those years. We want you as you know, our child to gain the skills that you need to be able to provide for yourself and provide for your family. And I think a lot of people need to realize that it doesn't have to be a classroom setting like it used to. And I'm not saying college degrees aren't good. I took my daughter, my oldest, she wants to be a veterinarian. I drove her, it ended up being nine hours round trip on Saturday to go to a university, to Purdue in northern Indiana, to, to a veterinary open house because, you know, I want her to, to see that. But education is good. We need education and we need skills. But the value that you can get in an online digital course to me is like like the ones that I took through Legendary were more valuable than a classroom setting where you have wasted time and you can't go back and listen to things over again. If you yeah. miss something or you miss a class, you're just out of luck. I know. And that's where the digital courses are amazing.
0: I know. And it's it's, it's difficult for me to hear as an entrepreneur and somebody who is already, we're already teaching our, our students and clients l- l- uh, how to use artificial intelligence, how to use these tools that are mm-hmm. available to everybody. I mean, Bing, mm-hmm. Bing just made their their search engine. It's powered by ChatGPT now, and really? Google Google just Google just released Bard, uh, or at least the 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 um, the waiting list for Bard, which is going to be their new mm-hmm. artificial intelligence chatbot. And and um, you know, right now there's a there's a tizzy all across the the country about you know trying to figure out how to how to keep students from doing this. And what are we going to do now? And it's like, man, it's like, I I think my biggest pet peeve is be in a room where people are the cutting edge stuff. They're figuring out how to utilize it. They're Mm -hmm. figuring out how to use it, how to be on it, how to be first, Mm
1: -hmm. how to take
0: advantage of a market while it's hot. Because Mm -hmm. the market, if the market is not hot, if it's not useful, it's not valuable. People wouldn't flock to it. I mean, the reason why we continue to buy these iPhones or those of us who do over and over again, or at least have bought a couple over the years, is because it's a damn valuable device. Mm-hmm. You run your yeah. whole life off of it, right? So if something's yeah. valuable, there's not this big kind of, you know, this big freak out for nobody, to, you know, people not to use cell phones in university. But now because chat GPT and these artificial intelligence things are, are doing kind of some of the thinking, it's like, oh my God, well... No, we got to adjust. We have to figure out how to use these tools, not to let them use us. And that's Mm -hmm. the same with social media. Um, Using social media, not letting social... I think, personally, I'd like your opinion on this. Social media, to me... I almost view it now. I mean, it's not that I don't get some enjoyment out of it. I, I, get, I get a little bit of enjoyment, but I've always looked at social media like you can either make money from it or just burn time on it. You mm-hmm. know, and I wonder if you've recently had that epiphany now to where maybe even in the past, social media wasn't a huge part of your life. I, I don't know, but now all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to make money with this dang thing mm-hmm. since it's sitting here and it's free and everybody's on it and there's a clear path to be able to do so. How has your perspective shifted or changed about social media in general?
1: I think my perspective on social media has been a little bit different. Like I, I mentioned that I had a pretty sizable Facebook, you know, community or whatever friends list uh, going into this and partially because I've had so many former students through the years that I have my rule has always been I will not friend you on social media while you're in my classroom but once you graduate high school then it's fair game you know we can be friends on Facebook or or I did not have TikTok I didn't really use Instagram before um, getting into the marketing but I am very selective about who I let in my Friends list. And if it's not someone who's a good influence, because my kids could be looking over my shoulder and see what's in my feed, then I'm not going to have you around. Um, But I wasn't someone who would sit and just scroll endlessly. I would keep up with, you know, family members that live in far away that I don't get to see their kids or, you know, seeing how my former students are doing, you know, moving into the future. But It wasn't a huge time trap for me and it wasn't like my feed was full of negativity. Some people talk about how, you know, social media is just completely negative. Stay off of it 100 percent. I think you can pick and choose what's in your feed. And so that's part of it. But I absolutely like I I don't sit and scroll. I am working when I'm on my phone um, now. It's income producing activity, Uh, you know, and I will occasionally go through and, you know, interact with people on my original friends list. Um, But as far as going out and just sitting and scrolling for hours on end and getting sucked into it, no, nobody has time for that.
0: Sorry. I know I was muted there. Oh, there you Um, go. (laughs) I I just saw, I just saw a comment and thank you for all your comments. We really appreciate them. And, and no matter what it is, there's no, there's no comments that are not welcome here unless they're hateful or, or, or um, mean. Mm -hmm. Um, But somebody said, did you make all your money back from the blueprints? Yes. And it's, it's such an, it's, it's an interesting question, right? It's an mm-hmm. interesting question because you would never walk up to somebody in college and say, did you make all your money back from the $60,000 loan that you just took mm-hmm. out? You know, Especially when mm-hmm. they're in college for four years before you even mm-hmm. have a shot. And in many cases, as my wife did, she got her master's degree mm-hmm. in psychology, and then, in order to be a licensed therapist, she was required to do a two-year um, internship where you get no pay, yeah, for two years. And yes. so, it's just, it's, 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 it's a, it's an interesting question. It's an interesting thing that we ask each other that question here. I mm-hmm. wonder why that is, and why we don't ask people those kind of questions. Why we feel like. Is it because where people are looking at this like kind of like, well, if I put in twenty five hundred dollars, I'm going to get twenty five hundred dollars back. Are they what do you think the mindset is and how can people maybe look at it in a more empowering way or a a, a different way? What's coming up for you as I'm talking about this?
1: I I think part of it goes goes back to society ingraining in us that if you're going to be successful, you have to go to a college. You have to get a four year degree. Um, and I, I think I can preach from our family's experience. Uh, my husband has a two year technical degree and he and I are relatively the same age. And I had a four year bachelor's degree before I decided to be a teacher. And then I went to school to be a teacher. And then I ended up getting a master's degree. And he makes more money than I did whenever I left teaching, you know, and you were talking about, you know, you get pushed to get a master's degree. So you make more money. And then that money never comes. And, you know, we know teacher salaries across the country have kind of just stagnated through the years. But one year, if you don't get a 500 raise or a thousand dollar raise, like they told you, you were going to, that may not be a big deal. But when you calculate it out over the course of your career, it's like, you just gypped me out of a hundred (laughs) thousand dollars by not giving me these little raises along the way. Um, But I think when people hear, oh man, you dropped X amount of money on an online course, it's like, you got scammed. I think yeah. it's, it's just, we're not used to the idea that you can get good quality education online. Yeah. And the reason that it can be affordable online compared to, you know, that veterinary school that my daughter, that I took my daughter up to look at, I mean, she's going to drop $120,000 probably if she goes through vet school, yes. Yes. but that's her passion right now. So, you know, we will support her and, you know, not pay for all of it. But we will in the pay for some school. of it if we can. I mean, in the medical field,
0: um, I'm happy for you to go to an institution. I'm happy that Mm -hmm. you're not doing online courses to go and be a nurse or a doctor. I'm totally cool with that. Mm -hmm. But I think that we should start being less skeptical of a couple of hundred or a couple of thousand dollar course online and start being more skeptical of your local community college or even Mm -hmm. some of these big universities that will absolutely straight-faced and without hesitation charge you $100,000 for a four or a six year business degree. Oh, yeah. You should be skeptical of that. That's what we should be really skeptical of.
1: Well, and I think part of it goes back to, as well, with the pandemic, there were so many people doing things online that I think Perspective is shifting a little bit that you can get quality things online as far as, you know, digital products and, you know, digital courses. But I think people are starting to realize, you know, like with Legendary, you create the course once it's made, once it's a digital product, it's there, you know, and you can offer that to people over and over again. Whereas at a university, they're paying for the overhead, they're paying for the building, the professors, all the things, all of that takes a lot of money. Yeah. Um, whereas If it's something digital and online, it's just a more efficient use of the resources. And so they don't have to charge as much. And just because it doesn't cost as much as a four year degree from university doesn't mean the quality and the instruction is not there. And the support, I would say I've had great support through Legendary, whereas I've been through some college programs, um, college classes. I know I had an organic chemistry class in undergrad where the professor, I went to his office hours and he looked at me like I was an idiot. And he was not helpful at all. and I. How much money I would hate to know we spent at that university for that four-year degree. So I think it just needs to be a mindset shift. Well,
0: I and I've been patient for a long, for over a decade, and I'll continue to be patient with people who are, you know, skeptical. They don't understand yet. You know, they're, you know, it's it's an adjustment. The way you're explaining it, I think, is is absolutely perfectly well said. And it goes back to our mindset. It goes back mm-hmm. to the things that we've been listening to that people have been telling us ever since we were a little kid. Um, they've been priming us. Society has been priming us to be good little boys and girls, get good grades, go to you know get our high school degree, our diploma, yeah. walk that. You know, it's it's even ingrained into into people people want to stay alive to see their grandchildren graduate high school. Like it's that much of a, Mm -hmm. and I know because I have a lot of older relatives. And I, as I just told you, my dad went through a serious surgery last week and he's recovering from it. And I've had these talks and I'm an entrepreneur, but even, you know, it's just that deeply ingrained that it's like, you go to school, you get good grades, Mm -hmm. you graduate high school, you go to college. Never. You don't ask the price. You don't ask the price to college mm-hmm. you, you, because, quite frankly, in most cases, we're striving for scholarship or we're striving for some sort of, um, you know, um, academic scholarship or maybe somebody else is paying for it. Or quite frankly, as a dad, it's one of your biggest priorities as a young dad. You think got to save for college. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. I did do it. I did for my oldest, at least so that is so deeply ingrained we have to respect that mm-hmm. you respect that that's deeply ingrained in us and that that is a is an example of a limiting belief that mm-hmm. may be keeping us from believing that another path is can be successful for us and therefore we're like yeah those kind of questions come up i mean when somebody's asking those kind of questions i know what mindset they're in I know how much exposure they've had to this kind of, you know, real entrepreneurship, and a lot of people who come from like MLM or different little home biz things. And I'm not, I'm not saying those are not real. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that, look, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's a different animal to it's a different animal to to run your business into into and should just do it on your own, regardless if your team is doing it, regardless if your if your company's having a rah-rah event and everybody's getting excited. It's mm-hmm. just it's it's the grind, it's the hustle, and you gotta love it. You gotta fall in love with it. As you've been saying before, it's it's and and there's also you gotta fall in love with the, the truth of life, which is that nothing's guaranteed. And that everything is a surprise. Nobody knows how things are going to turn out. When I post a video, when I have a guest on, when I go live, I don't know how it's going to end up. Every single day when we post a video, everything that you see people doing out here on the internet, nobody has an exact predictor for what Mm -hmm. that video is going to do or if people are going to react negatively to it. So every single person out here is taking a risk with every move that they make. And that's what this is all about. And so I think starting like making the decision and saying, okay, I'm going to like, like put a couple of dollars down and at least get some education is kind of one thing. That's one milestone of overcoming those limiting beliefs. And the next thing is, and again, whether you want to invest in our education with the blueprints or pursue it somewhere else, it's, it's, either way. But if you decide, okay, I see, I need these skills and I Mm -hmm. need to invest some time and money one way or the other to, to get these, that's the other big milestone decision. And once you make that decision, nothing can hold you back. But when you're in that limbo of, is this real? Like that Mm kind of like being pulled back to that, all those traditional values that we've been taught our entire life about what it means to work. Even sayings like a honest day's work for an honest day's pay, it's misleading because Mm -hmm. there's people sitting on Wall Street or in offices all around the world who hit a couple of buttons to do a couple of things or have significant passive income because they have subscription model going and they're not working at all, but they're continuing to collect millions or billions of dollars in some cases.
1: Mm hmm. So, yeah, you know. I, I think some of the people who get paid the least are some of the people who work the hardest, um, which is sad. And I going to go back to like the, your whole, um, you know, go to school, get good grades, go to college, get a degree. Uh, mindset in our culture. I think something that's really hard that I see with my former students that I have on, on Facebook is that a lot of them have went that route and now they're getting out of college and they're getting the job that they went to school for. And then they realize I can't afford to buy a house because of the housing market. And I think that that is like a slap in the face when people work hard and they do exactly what they've been told to do yeah. all of those years. And they get out and they're like, I have all this debt and I can't live the life that I want to. Or if they try to, they just get further in debt. And then it just causes that despair, like that loss of hope. Like, this is what I was told to do. And I did it. And it's not working.
0: Millennials that, have less money right now than any previous generation, at least in the last few generations.
1: Yeah. And and with teenagers in the house, I look at that and I think, oh my gosh, they're going to live with us forever. <laughs> Which you know that's that's fine. Our daughter, the one who wants to be be a vet, she's gonna move out. She's gonna soar. Our thirteen-year-old, he already says, "I'm gonna live here forever. (laughs) I'm gonna get a job, but I'm gonna work and I'm gonna live here forever." And he wants our house when we're, you know, when we get old and can't take care of it anymore. He's like, "I want this," (laughs) but um, it does make you question. Like, are you gonna have a lot of multi-generational homes just because of them not having the resources um, that traditional? Education or traditional culture is pushing them towards, and that's where I think people need to step out, step back, and think out of the box a little bit and look at the possibility with the internet. Um, And that's coming for me being old school. Uh, You know, I had a dial-up modem when I went to college. If (laughs) that dates me, Um, had my first cell phone when I went to college, Um, and now looking at you know all of the different. You know, Wi-Fi, internet, and all—all all the different ways that you can make money online that people aren't even aware of, or they just are too skeptical to even research. Just research it and look into it. Maybe it's not a scam. Yeah. You know?
0: I don't I know. know. It's it's true. We we really um, it really takes a lot to change your mindset. It mm-hmm. really does, and 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 this is why we talk about. This is why I think people inside of Legendary, it's more of a leadership factory than it is, you know, some online course or curriculum, because, you know, um, we're really we're really trying to help people to evolve not only their skills, but remember that there's a mindset piece of this. Your perspective, your attitude, your mindset, how you see yourself continuing to build your self-esteem like these things are quite frankly, the stuff that we should have been learning early in school and forget all the dad gum, you know, forget all the algebra for a little while, forget Mm -hmm. all the trigonometry and all that shit. You know, let's just talk about, hey, if I want to be successful with something, I need to cry, uh, try not cry. That's what I tell my two year old. Mm -hmm. I say, son, if he's whining, cry, try not cry. Don't cry, son, try. You know, it's like, because, and then you should see his face when he tries and he accomplishes it. He's like, wow, I can do it. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And you know, that is the the piece that a lot of us, even as adults are missing, because in a lot of jobs, they don't want us to do things on our own. You know, there's a system and and in a lot of businesses that's needed at McDonald's, they don't need you to be creative. Just do what, (laughs) you know, right. Mm -hmm. We don't need you to come up with a new burger. We don't need you to come up with a new sauce. We've got a special sauce, ketchup. That's what we use here. Just get it on the hamburger and get it out the door. So it's, you know, getting these critical thinking and creative muscles are uh, loose and getting these entrepreneurial kind of uh, Mm a mindset is something that quite frankly, it sounds hard to do, but I promise you, You just go through this education and listen to this Wake Up Legendary show every day, and there's almost 700 episodes. And when you hear us talking like this for long enough, similar to the way that when you listen to a song long enough, you begin to learn the lyrics, this language, these beliefs, the way in which our guest and me, uh, quite frankly, approach situations will begin to marinate within you as well, the same way that if you know, somebody walks up to you every day and says, you're dumb, you don't matter, eventually you believe that, right? But if you have somebody who is saying every day, I did it, look at me, you can do it too, keep believing, right? And he, here's the skills that I developed and here's the path that I followed. And you hear story after story after story you will begin to believe it. And, and, and so what comes up for you when I talk about guarding your eyes and guarding your ears from all of the noise and particularly even distractions that may be disguised as opportunities? Mm-hmm. How, do you, how, do you, how do you keep the blinders on is what I'm asking, Joe.
1: Well, I think coming from a science background, I'm all about research. I'm gonna, and my husband, and he's very analytical too. We look into things before we jump into anything, you know, and and go go for it. But just being educated and having that, you know, grit that you're gonna if you're gonna do something, you're really gonna do it. Um, but I think really digging in and looking at the opportunity and the mindset that you were talking about, uh, you know, once you have a taste of time freedom and once you have a taste of passive income you for me at least, there's no reverting back to that old mindset like now that I've had what ten months here of working on my own schedule and developing these business systems, I'm not going back into a classroom. <laughs> it's not gonna happen oh, there. <laughs> No, there is no way that I'm going back into a classroom, and even the the thought of going back Although into I the feel night, bad
0: for the kids. And isn't I, that something it's such a it's such a difficult decision.
1: Oh, it was hard, yeah. Um, and I I have seen somewhere on social media where someone said that quitting a teaching job is like leaving a cult. But it,
0: but it wasn't that hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, and when and I you know I see lots of my former students because I'm going back to the school for our kids' sporting events, and they're coming up oh. and hugging me and do you miss it? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I miss you. I love you. I miss,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I miss, miss you. you. I
1: miss the students. I miss the teachers, but, um, I don't miss the job. No. Um, and, but once you have that taste of freedom and once you realize that things don't have to be the way that you were always taught that they had to be, I, I cannot imagine people being like, learning that new info and just like putting it in the back of their mind and going back to the old way. I just can't even imagine that. That is not for me. And now that my eyes have been opened, it's like, I want to keep moving forward to be that example for my kids and, you know, to help my husband and I build the life that we want. Um, And we've been really good about managing our finances well through the years. We've been blessed with good education, um, early on but we're not in that position we don't want to work until we're 62 or we don't want to work until we're 72. We want to have you know the functional body to do things that we want when we're still young and not wait until retirement when we just can't even get out and hike and travel and do those things.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. and the beautiful thing is is that a lot of people do this um, into their you know it's almost like you can you can you can have a retirement style life even Mm -hmm. before your retirement age, um, I run, you know, I run uh, when I'm not at the computer you can, you can in doing things that need to be done on the computer. Of course I'm live right now on the computer, but I mean, a lot of it can be done mobily or on a, on a laptop. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's no requirement for you to be in any specific location unless you Mm -hmm. choose to attend an event. Usually Mm -hmm. those events are, you know, something that you're either hosting or going to, to learn or grow. Um, and, uh, and then as you get older, there's a lot of people that I know that continue to do this. And at a certain point, they just, they just dial it back a little bit. The other thing is, is that there's so many different ways to leverage, for example, your content emails that you've sent. And when you build a system, it actually produces passive results in the way that, um, your videos, uh, get viewed by people, just as you can imagine, people are watching um, probably your videos out on social media right now. There's people probably watching your bridge page video. How many people do you think right now are sitting on the sales page watching our 15 day challenge sales video right this moment? Absolutely. How many people how many people do you think are are starting the first day that, right? They're all watching mm-hmm. those videos, but I'm not there, right? Yeah. And so when you want un- you, you, and some of you may be thinking, well, that's cool for you, Dave. No, I'm saying this because you all have that opportunity too, right? Mm-hmm. All of the, the, the systems that we show you how to set up and the marketing that we teach you how to do is do it once and let it create results for you over and over and over and over again. The same mm-hmm. way that if you build a course, you, you do it one time, you may need to, you may need to improve, as you, but you don't have to redo the whole thing. This is a completely leveraged, leveraged business, leveraged activities with lots of different, um, you know, automation that's happening, and it allows you to live me as a 39 year old guy a a a life that's much more free and much more flexible than even my retired friends and family. Believe Mm -hmm. it or not, because many of them are still, as a matter of fact, I've got a good buddy. He's a lawyer and he's retired, but he's semi-retired. So he's still doing legal work. Well, guess what? That means he's got to be in town. (laughs) He's got to be in town and Mm -hmm. you don't have to be in town if you're doing affiliate marketing or selling courses coaching or events. And and that's where the location freedom piece comes from. Time freedom, financial freedom, location freedom. Mm -hmm.
1: I think one of the things that I've had a lot of people ask about that I've had to clarify with them is, you know, well, they'll say, well, how long do you spend each day on just the affiliate marketing? And, you know, I'll tell them, you know, I spend a couple hours a day and they'll say, oh, well, I don't know if I have a couple hours a day. And I have to explain to them, it's not that you have to have two hours Right, all together as one time chunk that you're you're working. You could do a little bit here, a little bit there, and that again goes back to that mindset that you know if you have an eight hour job, you're going to be there from this start time to this stop time. But with you know something like these online businesses, you have the flexibility to work a half hour here, go do something else, come back, work another half hour or whatever, Um, and it's just such a paradigm shift to think Mm -hmm. about that time freedom and location freedom, like you were talking about. And your lawyer friend, if he's got to go into town, he's got to get dressed for the day. I mean, I live in sweatshirts and t-shirts now.
0: That's one of my favorite things. I had to
1: dust off these teacher clothes for the interview.
0: Wow. Wow. No, I just, (laughs) I just pick a shirt up off the floor in the morning and just (laughs) hope it's not too stinky. I even forgot. I don't own a, 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 a suit mm-hmm. uh, to my knowledge.
1: <laughs> Your wife may tell you you have one. <laughs>
0: I probably do in the closet somewhere. Well, Jill, it's been, you know, it's been a lot of fun and another teacher. Okay. Another teacher. I'm sure there's, I wonder how many teachers are listening right now. I wonder how many probably. teachers are on, on the, on the show listening right now. And there's probably many mm-hmm. who are going to catch the replay teachers. If you are here, we see you, we appreciate you. And Jill understands your pain and <laughs> uh, and has a has a way out. And so yep. you can go and check her out at the mompreneur, and mm-hmm. please come back and see me again in the near future, okay? Stay legendary, awesome. my friend.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: All right, see you later, Jill.
1: See ya. All
0: right, my friends, again, you can find Jill at uh, on TikTok and Instagram at the mompreneur. All right, my friends, have a fantastic Monday. Uh we are we are cruising along. It's already April. Wow. April of 2023. Can you believe it? Lots of time to make this year the best year of your life. Go do it. Be legendary. We'll see you back here tomorrow for another episode. Peace.